What's good? What's good? What's good? My name is Bricks and welcome to episode 30 of the Brick Report. Fuck y'all got going on this week. As always, I hope y'all been minding y'all motherfucking business and staying out the goddamn way. Um, a bitch like myself been working, plotting, trying to execute my next move, you know. Uh, I've been taking some time to reconnect with some family that I hadn't talked to in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like making some plans to get together and shit. Just trying to ground myself by reconnecting with my roots. You know what I'm saying? Like on some real shit. You know how family can sometimes stray and get disconnected because shit. Life. You know what I'm saying? Like people go through shit. Everybody don't live in the same area. A lot of times when the older generations in the family die, the family just break loose and everybody disperse. You know what I'm saying? They go their own separate ways and whatnot. And you might only talk to a few family members on a regular basis, whether it's due to logistics, you know, where everybody stay at, or just how well you get along with some family members as opposed to others, you know? Or... You may be on some, they don't call me so I don't call them type shit. You know what I'm saying? But fuck that. You know, like, somebody got to take the first step. Uh, I think it's important to stay connected. Like, your family is every fucking thing. We can't always wait for a few family members to keep the bonds tight. You know? That is, like, oftentimes that gets put on certain family members' shoulders. And that's fucked up, you know? Everybody got to do their part. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, while your black ass is laid back, sucking down motherfucking noodles with ketchup, waiting for somebody else to put together a family reunion, motherfuckers is leaving here and high-stepping their asses to the goddamn upper room. Uh, plus, you know, it take black people 42 goddamn years to plan a motherfucking family reunion anyway. Because goddamn Kiki don't feel like her family should have to pay the whole damn price. Like everybody else, because her baby dad a midget, and his shirt ain't going to be big as everybody else's shirt. So she talking about uh, motherfucking Twan and the twins wear the same size shirt. So really, we should only be charged for one adult and three kids instead of two adults and two kids. You know what I'm saying? So shit like that hold up the process and the planning phase. So call your people. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's just to say what's up and to let a nigga know you was thinking about him. You know what I'm saying? Stay in touch. Make plans to get together because before you know it, it'll be too goddamn late. You know, don't wait for a funeral to link up with your folk. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm going to get off my damn soapbox, but that's some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, link up with your people. Don't wait. Anyway, this week, appreciate it. Um, I want to take the time to acknowledge how much I appreciate uh, peace of mind. Uh, sometimes we take for granted mental peace and stability. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Some of us don't never have no peace of mind and, you know what I'm saying, live in a constant state of motherfucking chaos constantly. Fuck that bullshit. I can't live like that. That ain't my motherfucking testimony. I'm constantly taking steps to make certain that my mental state is as close to peaceful as possible. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to touch on that a little bit later on in the show and shit. But I just wanted to to say that I appreciate uh, peace of mind and and mental stability, you know, and that I don't take that shit for granted because, you know, um, just because you live in don't mean you're at peace. 
So I work hard to protect my peace. I try to be around motherfuckers that's peaceful, not motherfuckers that keep shit jumping all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because there's people out there that love to keep shit going, and that ain't, I can't fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to keep my surroundings peaceful, you know, um, burn my goddamn sage, you know what I'm saying? Do what I got to do, you know, meditate, pray, everything. Because you can't have enough armor, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to take care of yourself, you know what I'm saying? So, anyway, um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and get on in to pop that pussy for the culture this week. Um, first of all, let's go ahead and get into the bullshit. I know that y'all have heard about Hova, you know what I'm saying? Um, Jay-Z, and he has been the talk this past week. And so basically, if you don't know what's going on, Jay-Z recently brokered a deal. Um, his entertainment company, Rock Nation, brokered a deal with the NFL to be responsible for all the musical acts for upcoming Super Bowls. Um, it's a multi-year deal. I don't know exactly how many years it is. But basically, um, Rock Nation is going to be responsible for the entertainment in the Super Bowl for the halftime show. Um, he's also going to be working with the NFL's activism campaign, Inspire Change. Now, this deal that Jay has brokered with the NFL has got motherfuckers pissed off, as you can imagine, because the NFL, um, has been on some fuck shit, not giving a fuck about niggas. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, blackballing Colin Kaepernick, um, and the whole kneeling situation and not understanding where we were coming from as a people, not understanding that we were basically just saying, listen, stop fucking killing us, you know, and that it, he was kneeling as a sign of solidarity with his people, you know what I'm saying? And, and to show that he was with us and he had a voice. And so he kneeled in order to show that he was with us and trying to show motherfuckers, hey, stop goddamn killing us in these motherfucking streets, you know? So the fact that Jay-Z has gotten into this deal, he recently had a um, press conference um, where he was there with Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, and um, he was just talking and they, he was asked at that time, Jay-Z was asked how he felt about the kneeling, you know, at this time. And Jay-Z made a comment saying, we're past that and we're ready to move on to action, you know, and I'm, um, those were not his exact words, but basically he did say we're past that and basically say we're ready to move on, you know what I'm saying, to action and we're past the kneeling. So that pissed off a lot of people and Colin Kaepernick um, made a statement, well, not made a statement, but he did make a post um, after that and um, basically he showed a, he posted a picture of Eric Reed, Kenny Steels and Albert Wilson who all continue to kneel, you know what I'm saying, in honor of police brutality and injustices, not in honor of police brutality, but in honor of, you know what I'm saying, like the injustices that, you know, we've suffered as a people. Um, so they continue to kneel. And so Colin, you know, posted a picture of them and was like, even in the face of death threats, they have never moved past the people and continue to put their beliefs into action. Say, stay strong, brothers. And Colin is saying, you know, we as a people are not past kneeling. So basically, I don't know what the fuck you're saying, Jay-Z. So a lot of people are saying that they feel like, um, like Jay-Z, like this is a slap in the face to all the work that Colin Kaepernick has put in and, 
Um, you know, another thing was Brian Michael Cox, who is a, a big producer, you know, um, said that apparently Jay told Jermaine Dupree to turn down a similar deal with the NFL, um, which is very interesting. Um, now, everybody's weighing in on how they feel about this. Now, if you know anything about what Jay has been doing, you know, he has been putting in the work as far as advocating for black people and making a change. Goddamn baby geared to wake up. Might have to take a break in a few. But anyway, y'all already know how I do. So if you listen to the show, you know that <laughs> my motherfucking baby, I be recording in this bitch when she sleep. So you know what I'm saying? Might have to take a motherfucking commercial break around this hoe so that I can get her little ass together. But you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. You know, if you fuck with me, you fuck with me. You know, I'll be back with the rest of the goddamn show in a second. Anyway, so... Jay has been putting in the work, you know, he put out the Khalif Browder documentary, he's been getting people, um, bailing people out that didn't deserve to be locked up, um, he put out a documentary about free meat that's out right now on Amazon Prime, I think, talking about, you know, the issues that people like Meat Meal and Meat Meal have come into as far as, like, getting in the system and being on this long parole that has them going back in the system if they make any little type of fuck up, you know what I'm saying? So, things like that, like, he's been putting in the work, and I think what happens with this situation, as with anything else, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this is what it is. If you to think about it like black people don't own a lot of shit you know what I'm saying most shit is owned by white people you know what I'm saying and um Asians own some things you know what I'm saying like but basically we don't own a lot of shit and we don't have the the money a lot of times to get into these spaces to make these changes you know we can we march and we do a lot of things you know on the front line but as far as like having the actual money and power to get into these circles with these motherfuckers that got all the money we don't have that Jay-Z has the money you know what I'm saying? He has the money to get into these circles. So even though it looks bad to a lot of us and we feel like, oh, it's a slap in the face to Colin, I think where he's coming from is I think he is basically saying, listen, I'm trying to get in on the inside. You know, what I'm oh, also, he is getting ready to become part owner of an NFL team. Um, that's a part of this deal. So a lot of people are pissed off about this and saying that he, you know, is self-serving you know, and what the fuck is he doing? But I don't think so. Why all of a sudden would he be so self-serving? You know what I'm saying? I think that what he's doing is trying to get in. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to get in these circles with these motherfuckers with this money so that he can make a change from the inside. You know, because we really can't make no change without that money. We can be pissed off. We can talk about these owners. We can talk about what the NFL is doing. But if you're not in there, what the fuck you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? You gonna be mad. And yes, kneeling is showing a sign of solidarity to us. And yes, it means so much however to be able to make a change you know the types of changes that we're looking for as far as keeping certain people on teams and things like that then I truly believe that what he is doing is trying to get on the inside so that he can really make a change you know what I'm saying like think about the big picture and everything that he's been doing 
for black people in order to help us, you know, in ways that people without the money, people without the resources might not be able to do. So I think he is using his resources in order to be able to make an actual change, you know, and even though people are looking at this from the outside saying, oh, this is a slap in the face to, you know, what Colin has been doing. I really think that now... He did look kind of, in some pictures and stuff, that you know how the media will make shit look, though, make him look buddy-buddy with Roger Goodell. But I think, you know what I'm saying, I truly believe Jay is trying to get in and use his resources to make a difference. Because we don't all have fucking billions of dollars. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying, or a billion dollars or whatever the fuck Hove got. But he got it. So I think that because he got it, you know what I'm saying, he's going to get in there and he can make a difference from that angle. Whereas we don't got it. We ain't got no fucking money. Niggas, we ain't got no motherfucking money. We trying to get it. But most of us do not have Jay-Z money. So in order to get into those circles with these motherfuckers and these, you know, these white circles with these extremely rich owners of these teams and shit, you got to be able to come from a different fucking angle. Money. You know what I'm saying? Power. And he got it. So I think he is trying to use what he got to get what we all want. And even though he's going to take a lot of, and I'm certain that he knew he was going to take all this fucking, you know what I'm saying? All this backlash because you know what I'm saying? You can't give everybody the whole picture up front. You know, you got to move, you know what I'm saying? Kind of in silence. But I do think that saying that we're past kneeling, some people took it the wrong way. And I think basically what he was saying is, listen, we try, we're going to make a change change. Not that kneeling didn't make a change because it did. It brought people's attention to what was going on and shit. But these motherfucking crackers don't give a fuck about that shit. They don't give a damn about this kneeling shit. You know what I'm saying? So in order for us to have a real change be made um, that is actually going to show, um, a, make a difference in people's lives as far as, you know what I'm saying, players on the teams and different things. And we have to be in some positions of power. And so I think that's where he's trying to come from. So, you know what I'm saying? Keep your eyes open and see what's going on with that. You know, just pay attention to it. Um, all right, so we're going to take a little break because uh, my baby don't give a fuck about this goddamn show and she has woken up. We're going to take a little commercial break. I'll be right back with the rest of Pop That Pussy for the culture for y'all asses. Stay tuned um, and I'll be right back after the break. She's back. Several goddamn hours later, y'all don't even know a bitch had to fucking uh, wash little motherfuckers and feed little motherfuckers and let little motherfuckers outside to pee and get motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, a bitch had to do a whole lot uh, in this commercial break. But she's back, (laughs) like, cook goddamn crack to finish pop that pussy for the culture for you motherfuckers. Um, So, JT... The unpregnant half of the city girls is supposed to be getting flued out of jail in a few days, according to Young Miami, the more fertile of the two. Um, Young Miami left a comment under um, somebody's question in the shade room. Uh, somebody, some person, I don't know, it was just somebody that left a, a question and they were like, um, could you give us a hint about when JT is getting out? And she said... Um, in a few days, you know, so yay for JT, you know what I'm saying? Scam a little bit. 
do your goddamn time and get the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Shit, what would the world do without scammers and boosters? So I'm here for JT. That's what's up. Get on out, girl. Do your goddamn thing. Al Sharpton uh, was recently seen looking quite bobbleheadish um, out of these motherfucking Harlem streets, cutting a goddamn rug. Now, my question is, how the fuck Al stopped that gray motherfucking perm from sweating out when he was out here nay-naying in a goddamn three-piece suit? How, Al? How? You know, bitches, it's an epidemic. Bitches is sweating up their goddamn lace front, like, walking to their car. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucking lace sliding right off their motherfucking forehead, uh, like, the long-ass slide at motherfucking amusement parks or goddamn wet and wild. Motherfucking lace is sliding right the fuck off. But Al is out here in these motherfucking streets swag surfing in a goddamn three-piece and walking away, and his motherfucking doobie is still crisp. How, Al, how do you do this? Like, Al need to get with the goddamn lace front people and figure out how to keep bitches' hair in order. Because, listen, when I tell you that Al, I'm talking about a full three-piece goddamn suit. And Al shit was still in place. Shit ain't never moved. That gray perm is not moving on y'all asses. You know what I'm saying? Somebody need to figure it out. Cause Al got the goddamn recipe. You hear me? That motherfucker. And it was like 150 degrees. And Al's shit was still bow, 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 in place. You know what I'm saying? Like, his shit won't move in. In this motherfucking heat. And you know, New York heat is a different kind of heat. It's hot and stifling. And ain't nobody got no motherfucking AC. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in New York got a goddamn window fan. Or wind, I mean, a window unit. <laughs> ain't nobody got no motherfucking central goddamn air in New York. You know what I'm saying? They don't believe in central air up in the city. So how, Al? How is you maintaining that gray perm in that goddamn heat? It's got to be at least 15 degrees hotter in that motherfucking three-piece. Like, I don't understand. Al is a motherfucking sorcerer. You hear me? Diana Ross uh, recently sang Michael Jackson's You Are Not Alone uh, to his mother, Katherine Jackson, um, at some kind of concert or show. Uh, mother Katherine was sitting in front of Diana Ross and uh, Diana was just walking behind her singing You Are Not Alone. Um, in the video, it looked as if Mother Catherine was thinking one of the following. I wish I was alone. Uh, bitch, I don't want to hear this shit. Um, did I remember to cut that damn pot of greens off? Um, and lastly, where am I? So, <laughs> listen. You know what I'm saying? Mother Catherine just looked like she wasn't here for the shit. Like, you know, Diana was singing and she just looked like she just, she just was not here for the fuckery. You know? Brian McKnight's son, uh, I guess, I think his name is Brian McKnight Jr. Said that he has abandoned him and his other siblings um, and also his grandchildren. Now, Brian McKnight, uh, so the son made a post on social media. I don't know if it was Twitter or what, but anyway, the son made a post. Then Brian came back and made some videos and was like, listen, you know, I just had to come up here and, 
say that, you know, I think my son is in his feelings because, you know, I got a new family or whatever. And I was saying that I was, um, proud of my new baby son and the shit that he done done. But that don't mean that I don't fuck with my other kids, you know? And Brian was like, You know, just so y'all know, like, my sons are, like, 30 and 27. Brian, that don't matter. The hell, Brian, they still need a daddy. What you mean, Brian? And then Brian was like, you know, I have never missed a child support payment. You know, Brian, I mean, not that child support isn't important. It is, but, you know, it ain't just about child support. He also said that he was always there for them, you know. I personally feel like all of this is stemming from that time that Brian McKnight tried to put out that nasty-ass song uh, about what that pussy do or something. You know, Brian McKnight, I don't believe that that's your lane. Stay in your lane, Brian. You you won't never supposed to be saying no stuff like that. That won't for you. You know what I'm saying? Leave that to other artists. You was not supposed to be singing about shit like that. And also, random-ass sidebar. I used to go to school with this chick... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck, but I used to, when I was in high school, it was this chick that I went to high school with who said that she went to church in Texas, I think. She was from Texas. And she went to church with Brian McKnight and his family. Um, I think they were Seventh Day of Venice. And she said that um, they were really good friends with the family and stuff. And I don't know why I always remembered that. But anyway, Brian McKnight, all of this bullshit comes from you trying to sing that nasty ass song. Didn't nobody want that seventh day of Venice dick. Keep it to yourself. And this is why the problems have come about in your life with your children being upset with your choices. You hear what I'm saying? So that happened. Now listen, I won't going to do this shit this week. I was going li- to listen. I'm tired. I'm tired every week. I'm tired of doing the same shit. I was not even going to step into this bullshit this week. But y'all's Uncle Wendy, them got them shoulders will not let me be great. I got to get into it. Like, I can't. It's I'm trying. And Uncle Wendy is just saying, listen, I need you to discuss the fuckery in my life. Because I'm, I'm still out here trying to live the best, you know? Um... So y'all's favorite Uncle Wendy done showed up the 50s tycoon party with her son recently. I think every year 50 had his tycoon party. Now, 50 and Wendy Williams have had words as of late. Um, They don't fuck with each other like that. So it is super funny that Uncle Wendy showed up at the goddamn party in the first place. You know what I'm saying? But as we have established, Unc is out here having a motherfucking warm aunt summer. So she said, fuck it. I don't give a fuck who party it is. I'm trying to get these motherfucking ankles and soft Reeboks in somebody's electric slide this evening. So fuck it. I don't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? 50 caught wind of Wendy's ass being outside of the party because it was a pool party. So 50 posted and it was a video. <laughs> I guess it was like a like a waiting area or like the first the area before you get into the actual pool area where people was hanging out and stuff. That's what Uncle Wendy was with her son. So 50 posted a video of that area and was like, you can't just show up at my shit. 
if you've been talking about me, bitch, wait outside. So apparently, Wendy didn't give a fuck about that. Uh, she still was out there in the waiting area, snapping goddamn flicks and posting them. Her and her son was in a picture with motherfucking Uncle Snoop. You know what I'm saying? So the uncles had a goddamn time. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of whether or not Uncle Wendy could get in a motherfucking affair, she said, look, I'm going to snap these goddamn flicks. I'm going to post them. Fuck it. I'm still living a warm auntie summer. Do you hear me? I don't give a damn. So fuck it up. Uh, Uncle Wendy, get out there, go to the fucking reception area of as many motherfucking parties as you wish this goddamn summer. You know, the summer's almost over. We know you've been fucking it up since June. Do your motherfucking thing. Fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, Uncle Wendy said, fuck y'all. So that's it for Pop That Pussy for the culture this week. Um, we can move right on into Say Word. You know what I'm saying? Say Word is where y'all send in y'all's letters. Um, please, if you have a question or a letter or would like, um, some, um, feedback from me on whatever issue, hit a bitch up, um, at the brick report. That's D-A brick report at gmail.com. Or you can send it to my DMs um, at the Brick Report on Instagram. <clears throat> Excuse me, shit. Okay, so this week's say word um, is from a nigga. I'm assuming so. It's real to the point. Uh, he says, "My baby mama put a perm and pink dye in my little girl's hair after I told her not to. Should I be mad? My little girl's six, and I think that's too young for dye. So straight to the point." Um, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Because if somebody fucking dyed my baby's hair, I would be ready to go the fuck off as well. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Um, your six-year-old baby. They do have, like, spray hair dye. They have had that shit since I was a little girl and probably before. So she could have done that. Um, getting little girl's hair permed is rather common and a lot of mamas do it. And she probably thinking, fuck you, nigga. I, you know, I'm her mama. I'm gonna perm her hair if I want to. But I feel you. You know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. You're involved in your little girl life and you didn't want her hair permed. I understand. Um, I understand why you in your feelings. So should you be mad? I could understand you being upset. You know, I would be pissed off if somebody permed my child's hair. But I think as a mother, she probably felt like, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm her mama. I can perm her hair if I want to. Now, the fact that you did say that you didn't want her to do it. Yeah, y'all probably, you know, I don't know the dynamics of y'all's relationship and how much she respects you. Um, it seems like she don't give a fuck. She was like, listen, I don't give a damn about that bullshit. I'm gonna do what I want to do. But, you know, I mean, it's not the end of the world. A lot of little girls have gotten their hair permed. You know, I don't plan on perming my baby's hair. Um, but I, I know little girls that get their hair permed. Um, some little girls get permed and their hair is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Some little girls get their goddamn hair permed and the motherfucking edges be slick as a goddamn onion afterwards. So, you know, it just depends um, what the outcome is going to be. Just make sure that she takes good care of your baby's hair because just because she has a perm don't mean that all her shit going to fall out. So, you know what I'm saying? Just make sure that y'all take great care of your baby's hair. Make sure that you moisturize it and clean it and uh, grease it up good. You know what I'm saying? Just 
make sure you pay attention to it. It's already done now. And I don't know, I'm thinking that you're not saying that she dyed all of her hair pink. She might have a pink streak or something is what I'm thinking, or maybe some tips. Uh, got dyed pink or something, I'm assuming, because, I mean, you weren't real specific about it. But I'm thinking maybe she didn't dye the little girl's whole goddamn head pink. So, you know, it is possible to um, take care of it. And if you don't know how to take care of it, make sure you take her to somebody that knows how to take care of it. Okay? It's not the end of the world. So, yeah, you could have been in your feelings, but it's done, you know, now. So, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just move forward and both of y'all work together to take care of your baby's hair as good as possible. And then, you know, see if you can have a discussion about future hair endeavors for your baby and what y'all want to do next. So, maybe y'all can work together on that. Um, random shit. So I told y'all, um, that I was going to be getting back into, um, discussing, um, peace of mind and things like that. So this is kind of that I'm kind of wrapping it all together. You know what I'm saying? Putting it all together for the, uh, random shit segment. So this week in random shit, I wanted to discuss, um, the steps I've been taking and things I've been doing lately to get back to me. What I mean when I say get back to me is, you know, life uh, can be a motherfucker sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not always just a plateau where everything is just smooth and, and smooth sailing. And, you know, sometimes we go through trials and tribulations and, you know, we have um, situations where, you know, our mental state may not be what it normally is, depending on what we're going through or whatever. So I guess this is kind of be going to be a two-part thing where I'll give y'all a little bit of background about some shit that I have been going through and then tell y'all like what I'm doing now to get back to the me that I'm comfortable with and the me that allows me to thrive and be a bad bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like mentally a bad bitch. I ain't even talking about no other shit. Um, so When I was pregnant with my daughter, uh, my baby is eight months old now. And during my pregnancy, y'all know uh, pregnancy hormones ain't no motherfucking joke. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And I've discussed during my vegan backsliding episode um, how during my pregnancy, I started eating bullshit. Like I had been vegan for two years before I got pregnant with my daughter. When I got pregnant with her. Um, food, uh, was motherfucking delicious. And even though I'm a huge advocate for animal rights, I kind of pushed all that shit to the side and started fucking up everything. And, you know, I'm very health conscious as far as like, not just being vegan because you can be vegan and still eat bullshit nonstop. But, um, I'm health conscious as far as not, you know what I'm saying? Watching what I put into my body as far as dyes and GMOs and, you know what I'm saying? Making sure I eat uh, organic as much as possible and, you know, just trying to, because my family has a lot of issues and plus I feel better when I eat better and take care of myself. So, um, I was eating anything, uh, bullshit. You hear me? Anything I wanted to. Goddamn Cheetos, cheeseburgers, chicken, fried chicken. Oh my God. That was my motherfucking weakness. Like, so I mean, like I had just started saying fuck it and just eating whatever I wanted. You know, I felt like I was pregnant and I did feel really bad because, you know, I was like, um, this is the time that I should be taking care of myself the most. And so I know that pregnancy hormones are really no joke because it was like I was almost 
I don't know, the urges were so strong to fuck food up and any kind of food that I wanted, like, to the point that I could be looking at Instagram and somebody eating pizza, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to get some pizza, like, that shit was crazy. So, I ate every fucking thing when I was pregnant and basically just stopped, just stopped uh, recently. Um, I was fucking food up for the past (laughs) eight months, you know what I'm saying? A large part of, I think, me making the decision to continue to eat bullshit after my pregnancy was uh, my diagnosis of postpartum depression. So... Um, I was diagnosed with postpartum and, um, I didn't even realize I was depressed. Um, I knew that I was, you know, more emotional and things like that, but I did not realize I was depressed. I felt like, um, and not to get too far into things, but my daughter was born at 25 weeks. So she was born, born very premature. She was actually in the hospital the first three months of her life. And I, it's something that I really haven't talked about that much, um, in the public or openly, you know what I'm saying? Just because it was such a, an ordeal for me and her dad, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, Um, Even like talking to my friends and stuff like my friends know the situation. But as far as the down and dirty of what was going on, it was um, really taxing mentally, physically. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't realize I was depressed during the time. Um, Oh, and my my daughter's amazing now. Like you would never know that she was premature. She is, um, I don't want to say perfect, but she's perfect. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? She is wonderful. So smart and advanced uh, to me of course I'm biased because I'm her goddamn mama but she is amazing and so it's a blessing you know what I'm saying that all of that happened to her and she had to stay in the hospital so long but she is doing great now so anyway um I thought that I was just stressed out because of the situation you know what I'm saying nothing about my pregnancy went the way I wanted it to um I wanted to give birth at home um with a doula and a midwife and because my baby came so early that didn't happen um I had to of course have her in a hospital she was in there so long and I hate medication and of course my baby uh was just pumped full of medications from the time she was born so all of these things were happening and I'm somebody who you know what I'm saying having control in my life has always been very important so at this time, I just completely almost like had no control of what was going on. You know, there was nothing I could do. I couldn't stop my child from being on medication. She had to be on it. I couldn't control how I gave birth to her. I didn't even get to hold her until she was two weeks old. Everything was out of whack for me pretty much. And I was just going with the motions of just trying to maintain and making sure I was there for her, you know, in the hospital and, you know. So I had no idea that I was depressed. I thought that I was just, you know, like feeling whatever I was feeling because of the situation. So I was depressed, um, stressed out, you know what I'm saying? Eat, not eating well, which also didn't help my mental state and the way I was feeling. So in getting back to me, you know what I'm saying? My child has been home since March and... I went back to work a month after she came home. I was out of work from December to April. I went back to work in April and my job was very high stress. Um, I worked in clinical research. I've been working in clinical research since I got out of college. 
and I've always worked in clinical research. But what I've come to find out is that I am much more of a creative than I am a person that is technical like that. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, I also did not, um, I don't fuck with medications like that, but my job, um, was, you know what I'm saying? Like we worked for the pharmaceutical industry in clinical research. Well, my job did, you know, it's very closely linked. And so, you know, working in a field that you do not agree with can be very taxing mentally. Um, there's something called cognitive dissonance where you are doing something that you really don't fucking agree with. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't believe in medication, but I'm working for the, an industry that believes in, you know what I'm saying, uh, pushing medication to the masses. So that does a lot to your mental. Um, so I went back to work and my job was very high stress, a lot of anxiety, plenty of deadlines. So one thing that I've done to get back to me was to quit my goddamn job. I quit my job in, in June. Um, and I've just been spending time with my baby and you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we've been bonding and loving and getting to know each other and shit. We fucks with each other. You know what I'm saying? That's my motherfucking girl. I love her. She loved me. You know what I'm saying? So that was one thing. Now, um, these are just things that I am saying that I did for myself. I'm not encouraging anyone to do <laughs> quit your job or do anything that's going to put you in a a bad position. I'm just telling you the things that I've done, uh, for my own peace. Um, so quitting my job was instrumental in me, um, getting to a peaceful mental state. So I've done that. Um, I've started, um, eating a vegan diet again, which is also very important to me. I feel so much better when I eat like this. Um, not just because of how my body feels, but mentally I feel better because, you know, the planet is very important to me. Animals are very important for me. And if you somebody to say, oh, you yeah, uh, animals more important to you than fuck you. Yes. Animals is important to me. You know what I'm saying? Animals don't fuck with nobody. And if you eat meat, that's your business. Great. You know what I'm saying? I don't have any issues with people to eat whatever the fuck they want to eat. My thing is, you know, I'm not somebody that condemns anybody from from eating what they want. You know, this is just about me and, and my choices, you know. So for me, it feels good to know that I'm saving animals um, because I love animals. You know what I'm saying? Pigs are smart as fuck. Yes, bacon is goddamn delicious. I Listen, it is. But pigs are so smart and it's amazing. And, you know, different animals, it's just really something once you start um, looking into things like that. My getting a dog made me more compassionate toward animals. And so eating this way, I know that I'm helping to save the earth, um, for my baby and future generations. I know that I'm helping to save animals and I know that it's just better all around. It makes me feel good. My body feels good. And Eating a vegan diet, a lot of people think that it's limiting, but there are so many fucking choices out there. Um, people think, what the fuck do you eat? But it's like, and when I go home, it's so funny to hear my aunts and stuff, you know, um, say stuff about what I don't eat and stuff. And again, I just started again. So the last couple of times I went home, I would fucking food up when it was cooking. But um, now that I'm back, you know, it's always fun to hear what they have to say. But it's so many things that you can eat and pretty much anything that you can find uh, that you eat um, 
it'll whatever type of diet you eat, you can find you can make that or find the equivalent in a vegan diet. Um, yesterday, I went to a restaurant um, here where I live in Durham, North Carolina, called Earth Earth to Us Kitchen. They are fucking delicious. They used to have a food truck, but now they have a restaurant. And I had mac and cheese. Um, cauliflower buffalo wings, which was off the motherfucking blicker, nigga. Do you hear me? And coleslaw. So fucking good. Before that, I had some coffee and these goddamn uh, motherfucking donuts, nigga. When I tell you these donuts were so motherfucking good, one of them was a maple pecan donut. Oh my God, don't even get me started. Fucking delicious. So anyway, my point is, you can eat some delicious ass shit being vegan. So don't feel as though if you're interested in trying it out, even for a day a week, a couple days a week, don't feel as though you're going to be limited because there are so many things out here. And now that, you know, people are choosing to, you know, eat better and live better. And, you know, there are a lot of um, different choices out there and a lot of places will have at least one item on their menu that caters to vegan diets or, you know, um, so yeah, um, I know a lot of them are popping up here in the triangle, so get lit, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so that's something else I've done. So I quit my job. I began eating a vegan diet again. Um, meditating is something that I was doing anyway, um, throughout my pregnancy. And so that's still something that I do in order to, um, ground myself. I do it before I get out of the bed in the morning. Um, I meditate, um, at least 15 to 20 minutes. Um, my baby been playing me lately where (laughs) she been getting up before me, so I'm kind of having to find other times in the day to do it, but I like to do it before I even step out of the bed in the morning just to ground myself and to start my day off on a positive note. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been working out at the gym. Uh, My brother is a trainer, and so I've been going and working out with him two to three days a week um, because uh, I love weight training. Um, I hate fucking cardio. I love weight training, but I'm trying to include more cardio in my life as well. But so working out at the gym, you know, working out is really good for your mental, you know. And so I've been doing that. Also yoga. I do that when I'm at home. Um, I watch um, someone on YouTube. Her name is Adrian, And uh, her show is or her videos um, are her channel is called Yoga with Adrian, And she's amazing. I've been doing yoga with Adrian for a couple of years now. And I love her and she is, um, her motto is find what feels good. Um, so I love that. And, um, so these are all things that I've been doing to get back to me, me, my base or my, my, um, let's see what, how do I want to say it? I guess if I were to, to describe me, I'm very peaceful. I'm very chill. You know what I'm saying? Um, my, my normal state is very chill and very much at peace and very, you know what I'm saying? So in order to be that way, I have to make sure that I do things that follow in that path. And all of these things do that for me. Um, so yeah, so these are the things that I've been doing to get back to me. Um, mental peace and stability are paramount for me. And in order for me to, to be a good mother to my baby Hendrix, that's my daughter's name. In order for me to be a good mother to her, in order for her, um, for me to be the best person I can be, I got to be good to myself first. 
You know what I'm saying? I can't be good to her if I ain't good to me. You know what I'm saying? So I fucks with myself. <laughs> and so I'm doing everything I can to um, get back to me. I'm also trying to keep um, people in my space that make me feel good and that are positive. You know what I'm saying? Um, that is also important for my mental health. So, yeah, y'all. So, um, that's, a, again, a little bit of vulnerability for y'all asses. I think it's important to share sometimes, to get some shit off your chest. I hope y'all were able to, um, if not just listen, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. I hope y'all were able to use something that I shared, maybe. If not, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for listening in a goddamn way. You know what I'm saying? Um, but don't lose yourself trying to take care of other people. Make sure to take care of your goddamn self, you know? Anyway, um, that's it, y'all. That's it for episode 30 of the motherfucking Brick Report. Uh, thank y'all motherfuckers for tuning in as always. Follow the Brick Report on Instagram at the Brick Report. Um, listen to the Brick Report anywhere that you can listen to motherfucking podcasts, Spotify, um, iTunes. If you do listen on iTunes, please rate and review the show give a bitch five stars i appreciate the shit you know what i'm saying rate me review me let me know what the fuck you think you know um if you getting ready to get up there and say some bullshit keep it to yourself honestly i don't want no negative fuckery you know what i'm saying i ain't here for that shit um but uh thank y'all again so much i appreciate y'all fucking with me listening to what i got to say because who am i nobody but i appreciate y'all motherfuckers tuning in you know what i'm saying um remember to send your questions and comments to debrickreport at gmail.com or to dm me at debrickreport um if you'd like to send some shit in um and as always you know what i'm saying take care of yourselves um make sure whatever that means for you do that you know what i'm saying um yeah find some peace you know what i'm saying wallow in that shit be good to yourself don't let nobody fuck with your peace, okay? I will fuck with y'all again next week, next Monday. Y'all already know. Be easy. You know what I'm saying? Listen up and watch out for the Brick Report. Y'all gonna see me places. Y'all gonna hear about me. Again, the merch is coming. I've had some people emailing me about merch. I'm putting together some things right now. I think y'all are gonna like, you know what I'm saying? So, um, fuck with your girl. I'll be talking to y'all next week. Peace.